something? I don't or? know. It has a big train on the front. Going into a tunnel. No, it isn't going into a tunnel. Welcome to Commander Smith. We are the Commander Smiths. I'm Adam Smith. And I'm Lowry Smith. Don't worry. We're cousins. How's it going, Larry? Good. How are you? <laughs> I know we don't normally start with the hey, how's it going? Just, I don't know. It's with that route. Hey, buddy, how you how you feeling there, buddy? How you doing, guy? Hey, oh, are you we know, gonna, uh, should we do a Terrence and Phillips? Hey, uh, buddy. <laughs> I can't even do it. That's all. That's all I can do is the hey, buddy and guy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. buddy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Or what are you do- doing looking at the TV? <laughs> uh, that was what? bad, too. No, yeah, that oh, wasn't really good. Holy shit. It's been a Should we do, should we do the queef sisters and just start farting into the mic and say they're queefs? That'd be impressive if you could do that. <laughs> I can um, I cannot fart, fart on command. command. Yeah, so. No, it has to, be, it has to be rumbling for me to be able to do that. Yeah. Yep. I just saw you take a drink. What are you drinking? I'm excited to share oh, mine, so I want to get right. this right We're out of the way. Yeah. I always forget that shit. <laughs> um, I am drinking Inbound Brew Co. again. Uh, so this one is contains bees. It's a oh. peanut butter honey blonde. It like so, contains actually bees. They just little... I I think so. Or they're being funny because they have honey in there. Uh, I don't know. I can't tell the difference. It contains so, bees. <laughs> but uh, I, I had the peanut butter porter Ooh. two three weeks ago. Oh, is that on the cast um, or not on the on cast? the cast? Yeah, okay. on the cast. And and I really liked it. And this one, um is not very peanut buttery it's a nice crisp honey blonde nothing special but not bad like other peanut butter drinks so um i'd still drink this but it's not really peanut buttery gotcha i'm drinking something that fits our show perfectly Mm. it's called cinder dick (laughs) oh oh boy it's from Roundhouse Brewery, which is in uh, Brainerd, Minnesota. It's an IPA. Cinder Dick. I was like, oh, man, I have to get that beer. Does that mean something? I don't or... know. It has a big train on the front. <laughs> ah. is Going into a tunnel. No, it isn't going into a <laughs> <laughs> We should probably look that up. I don't. I think the train, though, not... is their brewery because it's Roundhouse Brewery and has a train on it. Uh, you can see yeah, it. And yep, then it yeah. says Cinder and Dick. And then Cinder Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Cinder Dick was a rail yard policeman. Their job was to protect the freight of the uh, railroad. A hard, bitter job that deserves a bitter beer. Cinder Dick. IPAs, pale <laughs> and dark Dick. crystal malts along with its, with its Columbus. Oh, Northern Brewer. Cascade, mosaic, hops, given it, it, per- reading is hard. Give it a perfect IPA. How balance. many cinder decks have you put in your <laughs> <Yeah>. mouth? <laughs> a whole can. My mouth can mm. fit around it. Mm. It's pretty good. That makes sense now. Mm. Yeah. I mean, now that you say it, like, uh, you know, like a dick used to be like a detective, right? Or a uh, policeman of dick some Tracy. type. Tracy. Yeah. Yeah, Dick Tracy is the only reference I truly have. Yeah, that's what I'm you're going sure. off of. <laughs> yeah. It's fact. <laughs> uh, but I'm pretty sure it's because that's history, right? Dick Tracy, you know. Mm, yeah, that's a. Uh, I mean, a comic. We totally freaking you watch those movies and show. Or, yeah, it's, but it wasn't real. I know. So well, no. Okay. I was just saying, like that you was something it real. We, or history, I was so. kidding. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. I'm just. 
we were just talking about fake shit before this (laughs) i just didn't know i don't want to spread uh yes that was totally real all the flat top and what everybody all the bad guys yeah those are baby baby face face and yeah and god that was a good movie yeah warren Beatty, right i I think al pacino was in that madonna look it up yeah i definitely watched that movie a few times my dad owned it or i guess you know I thought I saw it with you because I thought that was one of your jams. Like, I think I felt like I saw it. Yeah, very possible. Over at my dad's house. Probably. We we only had like four movies on rotation. Dick Tracy, 1990. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. My dad let us watch it. For being kids, my dad let us watch some uh, pretty adult stuff. Yeah, for sure. Not like porno or anything, but. Well, yeah, that too. No, I'm just kidding. But not that too. <laughs> he didn't let us. We just, we just found, found it. Yeah. So. <laughs> On his desk in the middle of the living room. <laughs> no. no. Dad, you're no. very bad at hiding things. <laughs> uh, so oh, what boy. are we actually doing magic-wise this week? Oh, you know, I got one more side story really quick. Oh, uh, you might have saw this on the Discord, but so I had an interesting. We had an inf- interesting conversation with uh, Drake this week, or five year old. Did you see that on Discord? Oh, I did see that. Yeah, I did see that. Where he freaking, how did he say? He was. We were in the car driving, and he just like asked about boobs. He's like, "Mommy, what? You have boobs?" And she's like, "Yeah, girls, <laughs> girls have boobs." She's like, "He's like, yeah, you're you have big boobs." <laughs> we're both just like trying not to laugh. <laughs> He's like, do all girls have big boobs? And, and he's like, no, the, not all girls have big boobs, but that's their private area. Like, that's that's there. So you you can talk to us about it, but you can't like talk to girls about that, your friends or anything. He's like, I like boobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the? F- You're five, <laughs> and we're both just like trying to like. He's looking at us or just like trying not to laugh, doing that whole like yeah. rubbing your face, but then laughing <laughs> into your hand. It was just, yeah, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> oh, no. You're in a lot of trouble. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's a lot of trouble. Uh, but yeah, anything interesting happened in Lowry's world, Lowry Squared? Um, I got the, uh, playground. I'm building my son a playground. So I oh, just sweet. got it. I didn't know that. Semi, semi-functional. Well, how about you go check out dad's life in our section of discord? I did. Me, That's me why and I, guy. Oh, me and guy are trading I saw guys thing. I didn't see yours. <laughs> Mine was right above it, but yeah. So it got the ladder going. It's kind of a cool, uh, thing. And then the slide is attached. Got, um, the, the sandbox kind of ready down below. Still got to add sand and a couple of things. Nice. Uh, and then going to add a climbing wall on, but that'll be later. So sweet. So coming around, it, it, he's not going to kill himself on it yet. As far as I can think. Has he been, is he best. already playing on it and everything then? Just started today and sweet. he really enjoyed it. He was on it for like 45 minutes. Nice. And then he started grabbing the, the, the hose and spraying me. He's oh. a bully. <laughs> so, you guys haven't like gone to the park or anything yet right no no we're not doing that yeah so that's why dad lowry is building a a playground here yep yeah nice well uh what do we got this week we are talking finally we're gonna start it first just to make sure we fucking talk about it but we're gonna talk about our fave five equipment oh yeah i didn't know you 
I was going to leave it for the end again. Oh, are you going to see if we're going to cut it? <laughs> pay, pay five equipment. Right. I'm making sure we get this out of there because we got to get some of our shit. I have this lit, that Faye five list. I just had to redo it because I had like three different episodes written on it. And I'm like, God damn it. These are old. We need to get Faye five out of there. So <laughs> Faye five, we'll start with that. And then we will jump into a uh, spotlight deck. I have made the Gadrack the crown scourge deck. And... I'm going to say it's interesting. interesting. It is very different than what I thought. Like, you know, you have your idea of what, how you would build the deck. And I'm like, okay, this is what this deck's going to be. And then I pulled it up. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? This is not what I would do at all. Not saying bad, but it was just, wasn't what I was expecting. You know, I was like, okay, where's the, uh, mass board wipes and where's, you know, the sacking your own creatures and all that. I'm like, whoa, he went a completely different angle at this. So I'm interested to see, the thought process of all this. And I think that's about it for this week, right? Yeah. Yes. That'll be it. Uh, let's see. Was there anything else you're going to talk about? So this is episode 124. Let's get all our stuff out of the way. You guys can jump on Patreon. That is where you guys can donate and get a, a dollar, get you in the discord starting. Let's see. When does this cast come out? It'll come out on Monday. So some people, when you first download the people that download it the day of, uh, will be a little bit early, but by the 1st of July will be pick your proxy month. So if you become a patron that month, or if you're already a patron that month, you can pick any proxy from the proxy of the week. Uh, so that'll be, we have that twice a year, July and in February. So that is going to be starting soon. And then you guys can... Delicious. Uh, delicious. That doesn't taste... I was just trying... Wait, have you, you know, the common man... <laughs> thing where he's like oh, doing the joker yes. bit where it's like delicious <laughs> but you just said it I like, just kind of it, just, in <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all you didn't even do it in the voice or it's like no delicious. I, was, just I like, was just like delicious, delicious. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> uh the free way to support the show is jump on youtube subscribe to the channel that's all you have to do you can even listen to the show there eventually it will be video uh, and then check out Twitter. That's where you can see Proxy of the Week, sharing with myself and any other news that we have uh, that is Commander-related. And then emails at Gmail, Commander Smiths. That's where you can send messages and all that fun stuff. All right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Should we actually jump into this Fay 5 equipment stuff? We're going to just get right no. to the episode here. So I'm going to try to do this. get... Uh, I like the rock one. Is this also part of our original song, yeah. just cut up differently? But it's, no, it's, it's like not. sped up and then added a guitar somehow. All <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, right. So, uh, Lowry, why don't you start us off with your number five? We actually have these in order. So if you guys don't know, why don't you explain, Lowry? What do we do with the Fave 5? So Fave 5 uh, equipment here specifically, what we're doing is just going with cards that we play with a lot that we really like. And we just kind of, uh, they're, you know, they're not necessarily the most powerful or the best. It's just more of like where we're leaning whenever we made the list six months ago <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and things can change. Yeah. Um, and that's the great thing about, uh, this as well. And I'll, I'll tell you where I have changed on my list. Um, yeah, I have a couple honorable this. mentions in here that we can kind of go over to afterwards, but, 
Uh, so, yeah, why don't you start us off with your, your fifth favorite card? My fifth favorite equipment is the boring one, and that would just be Swiftfoot boots. Um, for me, like I just really like it's cheap. It giving the haste and the protection is really big, and the reason why I don't I don't have Greaves on my list is because of the shroud, and I like to be able like just being able to target my stuff and there's so many points where it's like shroud is getting in the way like chandra's ignition uh or any good aura that you want to put on your commander or you know and i understand that you can move it but you're opening up the potential for spot removal yeah right and so like i just like being able to say like one equip that is my main guy or gal and i want to protect it and then i can add on if i want to later on yeah and so uh there there's very seldomly where i want to like freely equip it to like all of my creatures uh, with greaves so just that one for the extra for hexproof is well worth it in my opinion um and swiftfoot <laughs> boots goes in every deck to whereas greaves is a decision it goes in a lot of my decks, but it's still going, I don't think this works here. So that is the same thing as mine, except I'm the other way with it. So mm. I'm my number five was Lightning Greaves. So it's kind of funny we did similar with that. Okay. But yeah. Lightning Greaves is the most boring. Yeah, they are the most boring. But it is one that goes in almost every deck. Uh, my, I guess counter argument with how i use greaves is i tend to bounce it around you know it's like okay creature comes in i'm giving it haste want to attack with it that turn mm -hmm. but then the main threat that i want or my main creature or whatever that i want to protect i'll uh, end step move it over to that you know not end step but you know, second main phase move it over to that creature so i tend to bounce it around you know it's not normally there is a main creature you don't want to die, so you do risk being like, oh, moving it, yeah. but that's just kind of the risk you take. But I I utilize that zero uh, equipability a lot more. Um, and, I, and I think that's probably the difference between us, like, and what are you using it for? Mm -hmm. And you're using Greaves for your haste. Right. And I'm using boots for the protection. Right. And you want haste is nice and the protection is nice for you. They're they're that that trade-off, but and for whatever I, you're valuing more. I think that's also an interesting thing too, is that uh I think with those play styles is you tend to target your own creatures a lot more often than I do. Normally I'll target it like with one thing. It's not normally multiple things. It does happen on occasion where I'm like, okay shit, I only have the one creature out. I can't move Greaves off. I can't target my creature. Yeah, that's the, the handcuff that you, you do run into. But uh, a lot of times I don't run into that problem. So it's just more of bouncing it around and then picking the, the creature that I feel like is uh, the most valuable that I leave it on. Mm -hmm. But So, yeah, it's yeah. kind of an interesting thing because you do tend to target yours a little bit more. So yeah, and I mean like that's that that just is something where you're depending on your play style, and that's something that you need to know about yourself and whatever deck you're playing. Like today with Gadrak, I have both in there, right? And the both are important, and so that's why it's kind of in there. Yeah, so and, it works. And that's yeah, no, that's it's the same thing with how you you ended the uh, 
lightning and green, not lightning greaves with the swift boots. This always goes in my deck and then lightning or swift boots is, uh, sometimes in my deck, you know, hmm. that's the second thought. It's like, okay, do I need another, uh, protection? Like yeah. But a lot of times I don't, when I do another protection thing, it's like getting something that gives it unblockable, you know, like the, uh, whisper silk armor. Is it armor? Cloak. Cloak. Yeah, so that I can give it something else instead of haste. Because I'm like, all right, I already have uh, my lightning greaves. Now I need something else that gives me unblockability. You know. So, mm -hmm. all right. So we got the boring ones out of the way. Let's get to the fun cards. What is your number four card? So my number four equipment is going to be Sword of the Animus. God damn it! Do you have that? <laughs> exactly where that. Mine is number four as well. <laughs> God damn it. We, we hang out too much. Okay. The, the stupid thing is, as I asked you before the cast, like I was like, do you have lightning <laughs> greaves on yours? Cause I was asking that. Cause I was like, I don't want that. felt like that was going to be the one that we would overlap shit. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Number well, four, Adam and Lowry. Wanna, <laughs> do you want to read? You want to read the card? Sure. It's a uh, two equipped creature gets one plus one. Whenever a cook creature attacks, you may search your library for a basic land card and put it on the battlefield tapped and then shuffle your library. Equip equip is two to get it on a creature. So okay. yeah. This is a great card. I I love this card. I it always is it's almost it could be uh what's that segment we did where it's cards that you end up cutting? Um I forgot what we called that. We had a name for it. The maybe team. Yeah, the maybe. That's right. <laughs> so this one always like starts off especially on a commander or a deck that's I'm attacking with one creature or multiple creatures, just an attack heavy deck. But then I end up cutting it probably half the time. You know, this is probably right. only in about 25% of my decks where it starts out in a hundred percent of them or maybe 75 because some decks I'm not looking to attack, but you know what I'm saying? Like the attacking decks, it's in every single one. And then by the end, it's only in probably, you know, a third maybe a quarter or something like that. So I love the card. I just end up, this is one of the cards I'm like, well, it doesn't fit in my theme. I got to cut it, you know, <laughs> but it's so yeah, good because you don't have to deal damage. You just attack with it and you're getting, to, yeah, just have to attack with it. Yeah. So it's great. And like Aurelia, the ward leader where you're getting two attacks and you're red, white, where you want to be ramping like that anyway. Um, I, I would probably put this in just about every non green deck. Mm hmm. Um, the problem is, is just the amount. I think I own like four or five and they are all in decks and that's why I just asked for proxies of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. So going to probably fill them out a little bit more or just replace them. But yeah, it's in Oketra. It's in Yawgmoth. I put it in Gadrak if I had the, the extras, um, the card just is great. Going and getting a basic land is fantastic. Um, yeah, the card is you just, you know, you can put it on your little utility creature and attack in because you don't care. Right? Just to get, just that, get land. that extra land. Mm -hmm. That's that's definitely worth it. Like, Yeah, who cares? Creature dies, equipment stays there, put it back on something else, attack with it, next thing. Yeah. Yeah. You, even like Eldrazi spawn, like, oh, one, like, well, it's a one, two attack. And either somebody's like, well, I don't care, or I'm just going to throw something in front of it. Yeah to kill it and you're like oh well either way yeah so uh yeah totally agree. I, I really every like... every deck that you are not playing green uh and not getting land and stuff this is a for sure add for that 
Uh, okay, so my Do you want to go three and maybe ruin yeah, mine? I was gonna say my number four. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, number three for me is uh, Skull Clamp. Okay, I was gonna say you. <laughs> but yeah, actually, that I'm surprised that did not make my list. I love that card as well. Yeah, so, so I just like it because there's <clears throat> one you. I don't try to do the you know infinite things or the combo stuff. It's more of I put it on a creature that I might be sacking or I'm just, I don't, I'm trying to get it to die. Or sometimes it's even a creature that I'm like, I'm putting it on the commander and it is a target. I'm like, if it dies, I'm getting to draw. So it's like, it's kind of like a little protection in a way, you know? So sometimes mm-hmm. I'll utilize mm-hmm. that part of it where I'm like, okay, you can kill my commander, but I'm going to get to draw two cards off of that. So there's a couple that, that only works now though, before that didn't work. So I don't know if you were doing that right. Oh yeah, because you'd have to have it go to the graveyard. Yeah, but it does work now. Yeah. So retroactively, yes, I totally you did not was cheat. playing that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I mean, yeah. a lot of times it's on sack stuff. But I was. Yeah, that's how I. Yeah. See you doing it normally, like in your. Uh, your Sapperling deck. Sapperling, yeah. but I actually have this in the Perforos deck because you're putting it on, you're making your creature come into play, and then... Exactly. Yeah. Turn. Yeah, so... Drawn two cards. Yeah. yeah so for sure. there's a lot of tricky stuff that you can do with this. And for sure, yeah. And just having, like, if you have a token deck, one ones, or you just, like, pay one, kill one of your creatures, yeah. draw two cards, didn't get what I want, pay one more. That's that's crazy. Would you if you had like an artifact that just said pay one, sacrifice a creature, draw two cards, would you do that? Yeah, for sure. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Well, isn't there something where they <clears throat> I don't remember who it was, but somebody in the higher ups of wizards, it might even be Morrow with everything, that this was a mess up that they really <laughs> should have done <laughs> minus one plus one so that you couldn't take advantage of keep sacking you know well that's well i think how it originally was going to be was plus one plus one Mm. and then last second they're like this card's too powerful because you're pumping this guy and it's harder to kill yada yada not realizing then they did the switch right at the last second and then made it so that it was an auto sack itself and they they tend to really screw up when they do that last second change because <laughs> yeah, they, they did that with it. Jace the Mind Sculptor as well and um, a couple of other cards. What did they change with Jace? In. They added the um, Brainstorm ability. Oh, God. I believe, if I'm remembering right, it was either that or the, or the Unsummon part. So, I mean, yeah. And they were just like, Jace needs a little bit more power. How about we just do something for zero or <laughs> negative one or whatever? It's like, God. Sweet. <laughs> uh, all right. What is your number three? My number three is going to be Basilisk Caller. Mm, that this is, is one you use all the time. I love the card. Mm-hmm. It's uh, one colorless, two to equip. Target creature, or that creature gets lifelink and death touch. Yeah. Very simple, clean. Um, and it just has so many good memories with it. Like I, I do like to ping a little bit. So, you know, it was in my Niv-Mizzet deck. It's in my um, Kelsian deck. And I really like, it always feels amazing when you equip it to like an Inferno Titan attack, kill three creatures, gain three life. And then your 
doing six, six damage, life off yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, you know, goes great on first strike creatures. Um, goes, you know, just the lifelink is amazing if you got a big creature rolling, mm-hmm. right? Um, the card is just um, very versatile. Or even, you know, putting it on those smaller utility creatures that you're leaving back to chump turn into a, a kill creature. Like, mm-hmm. if they're going to attack you, you're like, well, I got this, I got this 1 1 death touch lifelink. Are you going to use removal on this or just <laughs> right. not attack me? The other thing we ran into a couple years ago, wasn't it, where I got uh, baffled with is that you put it on a trample dude, right? And then mm, that's when mm -hmm, I was like, mm -hmm. you're like, I'm attacking and I'm going to do one damage and then the rest is all going through. I'm like, what? No, that fucker doesn't work. You're like, totally does. I'm like, yeah, son of a bitch. This card's ridiculous. (laughs) I think that was, it was pretty stupid too. Cause you were, I think I killed you off of that and you blocked with the Ulamog. Yeah. Am I thinking right? Something like that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I didn't have like a huge, you know, clearly not going to overpower Ulamog. Um, and I was just like one point of uh, trample damage, death touch and kill you. Yeah. With two or three more. And you're like, what? Yeah. We even like did the ask a judge thing and all that. Cause I was like, there's no fucking way. And there might've been yeah. some adult beverages involved there. <laughs> so there was tables yeah. being thrown. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so that's, that's uh that was a that was a fun time yeah and just like it's really fun yeah you you play that card quite a bit i i tend to start i started using that a little bit more too because it is nice having that incidental life gain like that it's Mm -hmm. it's nothing but really it does something but that's that death touch holds people back from attacking you and then you can just be all right well i'm gonna attack with this you know nothing's going on i'm gonna start gaining life off of this you know late game that kind of helps out too well, and that's and that's the other thing is like it's just so cheap, yeah. right? It's it's one it's one mana to go like put into play. So like it's a trinket mage target if you want, or you know, um, or you can. Well, and the equipment yeah. is the equipping cost and, yeah. is nothing yeah. too. You know that's easy. And so you can you can equip it to your big guy, attack, gain a bunch of life, and then re-equip it down to your smaller guy that you plan on trumping with anyway. Yeah. And it just saves you a lot of time, life. You know, it's it's a big swing. Yeah. So it's uh, I highly suggest playing it more if you don't play it at all. For sure. All right. Uh, I have a feeling your number two gonna- is going to be my number one, but we'll see here. Uh, so my number two is Sword of Feast and Famine. You son of a bitch. <laughs> That's my number one. Oh, you're probably, your number two is probably going to be my number one. Uh, <laughs> we're, no, we've, I should be doing this. The, hey, number two. Yeah. My hey, number two. is uh, Sword of Feast and Famine. Do you want to do this at the same time for your number one? Or are you doing number two next? So. Uh, it's three and then it's equipped creature gets two plus two protection from black and green. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, that player discards a card. That's the map part. I mean, that's good still, but the part that I really like using in this is the untap all your lands you control and it's equipped cost is two. So this is just a good card. You're generally going to find somebody that's playing black and green, or maybe they're just open and it's just a way to be able to almost kind of like take two turns because you're able to untap yeah. all your land again. And then your second main phase, play all your stuff. Um, that's, that's what I was going to say too. It's like taking an extra turn mm-hmm. because it's during your turn. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like those other cards like Seedborn Muse or Wilderness Reclamation, that's all at at the the end end of your your turn or somebody else's turn. So you have to have like instant speed interaction. Mm -hmm. This is just like, I got one main phase with all my mana and I have a second main phase with all Mm -hmm. of my mana after already using it all in the first one. Yeah. And so it just, you know, plus plus it's giving them protection. Like, I mean, you're you're not getting really anything from green going at you except for, you know, what is it? uh, Beast within us. Yeah. is really the only target that's going to get that. But black, black has some stuff in there. So it gives you a little pro black and green. That part is really mainly to, get your creature through when you're going against a green player or a black player. Mm -hmm. And again, if you, one, one time that I've had it where I I attack in with this and what you can do is you can tap all of your mana to the untap trigger Mm -hmm. of, of it, then untap and then tap them all again. Then you get to add all that mana into your pool. So at instant speed, you can be doing what I did. Jingataxius core hogger, which one is that? That's the it's oh, the, the blue, blue Praetor. Blue guy, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> and so, you know, on turn six, I have a blue Praetor. Pretty, it was probably earlier, but blue Praetor. And everybody's like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, draw <laughs> seven. Everybody's discarding their hand. And uh, I'm glad I wasn't I'm involved sure, in that game. Yeah, that was, a, that was an up, up north game, but I don't know who was playing at that point. So, but that was, uh, you know, you can do some dirty stuff with... Uh, that and even if you're like a control player you can play your main phase stuff and then get in untap your lands and then you just have all the counterspell magic that what? you you want up stop saying that or removal or there just you go that's better <laughs> yeah. well so like, the nice in, thing with these the, these equipments is they ain't going any deck i mean yeah it has pro black and green but that doesn't mean you can't you know that's it fits in any deck you know yeah and yeah really you're, you're probably not gonna play in a deck you're not really attacking with something though i mean that's probably your only limit other than that you know like this goes in everything yeah i mean if you are playing wilderness reclamation in your deck which i i would bet is a lot more newer card uh a lot cheaper you know like two-ish one-ish bucks mm-hmm. but this is just a hands down a hundred times better card I think the so, like this is something that you want to gain up to because it's expensive now. It's like forty. That's where I was about to get to. It's actually yeah. at sixty right now. The is that sixty? Yeah. Um, that's the the only thing holding this back is it, its price tag. So yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I kind of want to do drum roll because this might be my number one. So this is Lowry's number two. My number two. You're not even going to say it. You're just drinking a beer, you son of a bitch. <laughs> what is your number two? My number two is going to be Shadow Spear. Oh, okay, good. You didn't get my number one. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. Your number one is Oot or Jit? No, we'll see. You'll see. No? Okay. We'll, well see. okay. So Jit was on to, my list. You're trying to ruin mine. What if mine was Jit? You're like, oh, what's your number one? Ooh, Jit? <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, that's, I apologize. <laughs> Um, so JIT was on my list and then I have just found for the last three months, every deck I've built mm. shadow spear goes in it. So shadow spear it's, and JIT are my honorable mention stuff. Okay. Yeah. Shadow spear is just so good. Shadow spear would be in every deck. I just have, like I said, a couple casts ago, I just haven't built decks sure. recently. And yeah. so it's like, I, that doesn't go in a deck yet. Cause I haven't built one and I don't 
retroact, go back to my decks and be like, all right, putting this in a lot, very often, unless it's like a card that perfectly fits in there, you know? So, but this card, this is a repeat take, but I am putting it in pretty much every deck from this point forward. Yeah, just taking away that indestructible is really big. Mm-hmm. And then... And again, it's the, cheap. It's cheap yeah, to come out, not price one, one to play, two to equip, plus one, plus one, trample, lifelink, pay one, take away, is it hexproof and indestructible? Yeah. I mean, that just does so much. And it's a rare. This should have been a mythic. Yeah. Number one. But number two, just like I was uh, running into uh, like my Calmax deck. He was huge, and I just can't get through. And I'm like, well, Shadow Sabira is amazing in there. Kelsian gets really big. It's really good in there. Uh, and Gadrak, it's in there today, and that's because I'm trying to, you know, I do have mass removal in there. I want to make sure I'm getting rid of indestructible creatures. I don't have a lot of ways to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And so this is a colorless way to deal with hexproof, indestructible, giving you lifelink. Like, it just does so so much um well i think it's just crazy one thing with it is i mean this i I bet you a little bit down the road you look at a year two down the road this could be number one for both of us because could be yeah the thing is is the okay just take away the the one plus one the equipment part of it you can just cast it and it just sits there permits your opponent's control Lose hexproof and indestructible until in turn by tapping one. It never has mm-hmm. to be on a creature. It's just a, it, that is good in itself. The yeah. bonus of yeah. giving the equip two to give it one plus one trample and lifelink. There's your lifelink again that kind of creeps in there. But mm-hmm. that that's kind of almost secondary. This can go in a deck where you don't even have creatures and just you're wanting to target their stuff, you know? Like that's yeah. we, Use it we like ca- an artifact. Yeah. Well, there's that green one. Um when we first started early specking, that was that mm. green uh, enchantment that removes indestructibility because there wasn't that many of those out there. So I, that was before picking up foils and stuff, but I picked up a crap ton of those non-foils mm. for like 30 cents a piece. That paid mm-hmm. off. But what one is that? I can't even think of the name of that one. Something Bonds? Yeah. Uh, is it Elemental? No. No, no. It's from... Immortal Bonds? Me. No, I'm gonna... Oath, it's from Oath of the Gatewatch. It's green colors, comes into play, draw a card, and then you can pay one and opponents, creatures lose indestructibility and hexproof. Yeah, I believe or that's just... what it is. Now you're, I'm going to look it up. But yeah, it's just that I, I, I was picking up because I thought, you know, we both thought it was pretty unique to have that yeah, ability. At and, that point, at that point it was. Uh, and now you have a... <laughs> a thing that can go in every single deck because it's mm-hmm. an artifact and mm-hmm. then the other stuff is just all bonus kind of. i think this just goes in every big creature deck you know in gadrak here i have you know some dragons probably not as much as i had this morning but kind of cut <laughs> like two three of them um but it just it just does so much for so little I don't know how else to well, uh, couldn't you, put it. Do you think you could make an argument that it could go in like any deck, really? I mean, really, I guess not any. Yeah. If you're not trying to deal with their stuff, like I'm thinking actually my mill deck that I'm working on with the new um, Jumpstart Commander dude. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not targeting anybody else's shit, so this probably won't make it in that. Yeah, no. 
But I mean, other than that, if you're just kind of, if you're having any interaction with the other person's board, this has to go in there, even if you don't have big creatures. But I think for <clears> sure, like you're saying, big creatures, it's a must have. You know, I'm, oh, oh, there it is. It's bonds of mortality. Bonds of mortality. Didn't I say mortality in the first one? You might have. Yeah. I said bonds. Yeah, you started it off, and then I was like, isn't it mortality? Maybe I said, um, when I re-listen to this, I'll know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they lose hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. Yeah, so this is, yeah, I, I really like Shadow Spear. Yeah. What is your number one since I didn't steal it? It's a card we always forget the fucking name to, but Helm of the Host. Oh, <laughs> uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. This tends to get in every single deck that I, the commander really is playing a big role in it. And if I can have multiples of those commanders, uh, this for sure makes it in that deck. Or, you know, it, it just can fit in so many decks because most of the time when you're building a deck around your commander, it's because your commander does something that you're trying to do That's throughout cool. the deck. So, yeah. Yeah. I tend to put this in there a lot. It does seem like well, you, the equip cost is a lot, but it's totally freaking worth it because it's not, you get this out. Yeah. You're probably not doing it that turn, but your next turn you equip it. It's your before your attack phase or what is it at the beginning of your combat on your turn. So you're going to get that copy right away, which mm-hmm. is really nice. It's not waiting until your upkeep, you know, cause that would be kind of the, if yeah. that said that this card would be, a dollar if that, but because I, it, I think it allows that you, your attack step and yeah. gives it haste and, yeah. and makes it non-legendary. Exactly. So it's four to come out five to equip, but man, it just gets brutal. If somebody doesn't wipe out your commander, mm-hmm. but then it's still sitting on the board. It's really helm of the host has to get affected by it. So I've seen this wreck multiple times personally and against me as well. I've played against it when people have had, when I see other people get Helm of the Host out, I am trying to figure out a way to get rid of that before they can equip it. Yeah, and for me, like I always go like, it's a, always a consideration, and then I'm like, ah, it's too expensive. Mm-hmm. I cut it. But I, I like the the idea is fantastic, and that's why I've really started for blue decks leaning on Spark Double. Mm. Um, and that card has like, it did go on Calamax and I'm like, this card's crazy. Mm-hmm. So like, it does make me go, I should probably be looking at Helm of the Host as well, a bit more than I should. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it does seem really, really cool. And it, and I have seen it work for you. It just feels like it won't work for me. <laughs> so, well, to give you an idea when, Dominary came out. I picked up a bunch of these at foil and non foils were they were at two bucks. Now they're creeping up to ten bucks right now. This I mean it's used. What are the foils at right now? Uh foils are at fifteen and twenty. That's not bad. Oh, I meant to say with Shadow Spear really quick. That's you know, that's not that long ago of a set, and the fucker's already at seven thousand EDH rec decks, by the way. So oh, that's yeah, I believe it. huge for something that came out months ago. Helm of the Host, I don't think it would be in that many. I'm going to pull that up quick because we know what your number one is, so we don't really need to go over <laughs> My number one is Sword of Feast and Famine. <laughs> oh, Helm of the Host but is how about, almost I'm in 20,000 decks for a that's set that's, what, two years old? Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm going to switch up my number one and go with Sword of Ice and Fire. <laughs> that card sure. is amazing. Sure. That's you want me to give you drum rolls too? No, I don't need drum rolls. I just hang on, I gotta eat I gotta give you the drum drum rolls. It's color colorless removal. <laughs> Fair enough. It's colorless removal, so it's nice. It gets rid of like the fog bank that's in your wave. Uh it can get rid of uh pr- creatures with protection. Uh you know, with Who's with it's in Oketra. No, stop. <laughs> In Oketra, it's, you know, mono white, you get some draw, you put it on Oketra and you can draw twice, you know, and deal four damage. It's, it's a really good, okay, fine. <laughs> we can move on. We can move on. It's a great I, card. I, I, I like just, all the swords. The swords are really good, but I just don't use. I disagree. The green blue one's not good. Well, they all do their thing. Oh, that actually could go on your mill deck. Is that in your mill deck? I haven't made it yet. Just give me a sec. It probably it mills 10 if it deals damage and then you get a token two two wolf Ooh, that's probably gonna go in there yeah it mills 10 yeah. or 20 i got an interesting there's a couple of the uh the pirate cards that do some milling stuff that are just what? blue well it's the uh gerdolf's what is his name wait if he deals the pirates da- the, oh sorry i meant zombies the zombies say yeah okay, i zombies. meant zombies yeah, yeah I was it's like, like pirates <laughs> yeah whoops <laughs> I don't know. One's a pirate, though. There is a pirate zombie. The chick that uh, everybody... Oh, is it? It's only a commander card. And everybody mills. And then for each... Or somebody mills and then... Fuck, I don't remember. For each land, mm-hmm. you get a 2-2 zombie. Yeah, no, this sounds totally good. Oh, fuck you. I got the card <laughs> right over here. Give me a second. I'm pulling it up right now. Cause, oh, yeah. Oh, she's a human wiz- wizard, but it's Stitcher Gerolf. Yeah. Each player puts the top three cards of their library into their graveyard. Exile up to two creature cards, put in the graveyard this way, put an XX blue zombie creature token, where X is the total power of that card. And then the other one was Undead Alchemist, and that's a zombie. There it is. Yep. Mm. That'll be in my uh, spotlight deck, but what's... what? Not my spotlight deck we're talking about. We're talking about yours. <laughs> a spotlight deck. I'm impressed that you had the sound already. Yeah, I, well, I was moving over to it. <laughs> I'm trying to be all back from last week. <laughs> I'm trying to stay on top of it. I'm like, okay, what, what buttons am I trying to go to next while Larry's talking? Just keep talking, Larry. Uh, okay, so we are talking about who? Who are we talking about, Larry? All right, Gadrak the Crown Scourge, two colorless and a red for a 5-4 dragon. It has flying and can't attack. videos over the top of it. Uh, and it can't attack unless you control four or more artifacts. And then at the beginning of your end step, create a treasure token for each non-token creature that died this turn. Okay, so I got to know how you're building this. Because how, so for me, like, I probably would be doing a lot of sacrificing my own creatures and taking advantage of getting treasure tokens and maybe having a win con with the, uh, you know, 20 or more tokens or something like that. Um, and then also board wiping. I'd try to board wipe as much as possible because it's, 
at the beginning of your end step, create a, a token for each non-token creature died. So you're including other people's and all that. Mm-hmm. But that isn't necessarily the route you went. You kind of went a little bit different with this. You're from my perspective, of it you're more using Gadrak as your killer, right? Kind of. Am I right on that it, a little bit? Eh, I don't know what I'm using as a. <laughs> well, I mean, because you have 23 artifacts in this deck, and which is. Yeah. You have 23 artifacts, 19 creatures, 7 sorceries, 6 enchantments, 3 instants, and 3 planeswalkers. Which, by the Sorry. way, one of those planeswalkers I'm very interested. So um, where did, what, what route did you go with this? So when I was playing around with it, the problem that I was running into is like, I do want Gadrak to be aggressive. Oftentimes, if I'm casting it on turn 3, it, you know, it can't attack. Even if I have like haste or greaves or whatever that would, I just, there's not enough time there. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I didn't have the high, um, sorry, the high amount of artifacts in there, it just wasn't being aggressive enough. Like if you're not attacking the next turn, you're not doing much, right? Yeah. He's just kind of sitting there as a five, four flying blocker. And so, yeah, I do want to be hitting in for five with my commander on turn three or four. Um, so are you are you trying to kill somebody with commander damage with him? Not necessarily, because I don't have a lot of Voltron stuff going mm. on. I just want to be able to get that early damage in, and it's big, yeah. right? And so people are going to be able to eventually deal with it. But also, just in my mind, I do have... The question is, is do I have enough removal, like the mass removal? Um, and I don't know that question yet. I might have to add in. Um, I cut Magma Quake, and I'll probably got to add it back in. Um, yeah, because you have you have Earthquake in here, which deals mass damage. Uh, but the, the important part there, too, is it's to non-flyers. Right. So your Gadrak does not get hit. Yep. Um. I, this is this. If I had to pick a card over the last year and change that I see a lot in your decks, it's Chandra's Ignition. You play that card because sure. a uh, feather was perfect in that deck. I feel like you have it mm-hmm. in another deck, or maybe it's just I keep seeing it in feather. <laughs> I know I, I probably have it in three or four decks. You're probably you're not wrong. I think Calamax Cal- is it has this one too, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So this one, and it's a good card. Like, I didn't realize it was a good card until you're using it to my face. Um, <laughs> but that's another mass board wipe in a way. Do you have the one that dealing 13 damage to everybody? It doesn't look like, I don't think no. I saw that one. And so because, the reason why is if you do that, you you'd you. have to recast Gadrak to realize the treasure tokens, right? Because gotcha. it's an end step yeah, yep. thing going on. Um, and so I'm trying to use the mass removal that's going to keep Gadrak around. Totally makes sense. Yep. You have a uh, fault line, which is an interesting one. I like that as an instant speed. Uh, yeah. So it's an instant speed. Um, deals X damage. Yep. Exactly. To creature, each creature. Yep. And then uh, I do like your, do you, Spitflame is pretty sweet being able to recast that. Yeah, so Spitflame's an instant that deals four damage, and whenever you cast a dragon, you can pay a red and it comes back to your hand. 
And like I was saying, like this morning I had probably two or three more dragons in here. Oh yeah. And then, um, and so I don't know how, how consistent well that's, gonna that's going yeah. to go at this point. Um, but yeah, I do. I think it's going to be interesting and kind of cool. And, but the weird thing is, is like, you want to save it until Gadrax out so you can get the treasure token, mm-hmm. but you also want to use it for removal so that you can pay a red to bring it back to your hand. But then you got to wait on casting Gadrick. So it's kind of like a weird, weird spot. Mm-hmm. I think it's good though. I think it is. Cause I, <laughs> I want to say I have like four or five dragons in here. Bale. Balefire Dragon, which is perfect because when it deals combat damage to a player, it deals that much damage to each creature that player controls. So yep. there's more treasure tokens right there. Yep. Uh, let's see. Do we have another dragon in here? You got a lot of goblins. Uh, oh, you have Hellkite Tyrant. So there's a win con in there. Yep. Yep. There's uh, the win con. Whenever it deals damage con. to a player, gain control of all artifacts that player controls. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control 20 or more artifacts, you win the game. That's a pretty sweet win con there. Uh, oh, uh, right. You see yep. the falling star. And that one, whenever it deal, whenever it dies, it deals five damage to each creature without flying. So yeah, again, not hitting Gadrak. And then steel Hellkite, which, so I got four other five total might not be enough. We'll we'll see. Um, but steel Hellkite is put into any deck that's monocolored for me that has like blind spots. Mm-hmm. And, Red just doesn't have any way other than Chaos Warp to deal with enchantments. Which you have in here. <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, yeah, yeah, Chaos Warp should be in every red deck, <laughs> even if it's multicolored. Um, but Steel Hellkite, when it deals damage, you can pay X and remove permanence of X of that player. And so that you start aiming at their either their um, their their mana rocks or you're going after their their enchantments because you can't deal with them Mm -hmm. the other thing that's kind of cool is you can pay zero and destroy all their tokens so that's a thing too yeah Uh, i had Um, a question with one you have by force in here which mm -hmm. is destroy target x artifacts but you know you're the one that has a lot of the artifacts so you're not trying to target your own right or are you well there's some artifacts you do have in here that you do want to die so this is i don't know if you're going to if because you didn't get a whole ton of time to see this, mm-hmm. uh, the deck list, the were you planning on talking about what the fuck is it, Mycosynth Philatus? Uh, no, I wasn't going to bring that up as much, but most important card in the deck, okay? Explain, okay? So, Mycosynth Lattice is six mana for an artifact, all permanents are artifacts in addition to their other type, and then you can spend mana of whatever color. Um, everybody can kind of do that. Mm-hmm. So the big thing is turning all artifacts in or all permanents into artifacts, right? And so that allows by force is a solid card on its own because you can kind of just like divide upon um, mana rocks. But with lattice in play, you can destroy anything you want. Mm. So and you that's where go ahead. The reason why lattice I never brought up or. In my mind, it did the uh, the other one that where you see these in combos sometimes is the making all your artifacts indestructible. I went that route. When I saw that card, I didn't even think it was Lattice that made everything artifacts. I was thinking it was the other. Oh, the Darksteel Forge? Yeah, so that's why yeah. I never even wrote it down. I wrote down three other cards of my... <laughs> 
tickle my tank cards is what I want to call them. I'll I'll go more into depth with Lattice if you don't get to them. No, go ahead. Do you, so no, no, no. You do, you do your deal. By force. So I like that idea then, because then you're going through and everybody else's is artifacts, and you're just wiping their board. Because mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. hitting lands too, isn't Lattice hit lands? It's you, every permanent. You can. It's everything. So if you so mm-hmm. chose and had enough mana, you can hit their lands. And there there are ways in here to also just kind of end the game that so way. So then uh, one of my tickle my tank cards was, uh, what is it? Girafer Aether Grid? Oh, uh, da, 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 I got to read it. it so is... that one is the... Tap Ger- two Gerper. Ger- yeah, Gerper, Gerper Aether Grid. Gerper. Gerber. Yeah. Uh tap two untap artifacts Gerper. you control. It deals one damage to target creature or player. So I was thinking I didn't even know that card really existed, but I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. a, a, a unique way to I, I was thinking you were more using that with the treasure tokens. But mm-hmm. also with Mycosynth Lattice being there, now I'm seeing that a little bit better because it's like, oh, now all your artifacts, all everything you have is artifacts, including lands. Tap them, yep. tap them, tap them. Wipe their board with it, with you know either their board or kill a player. You know, yeah. And that that ends up it ends up being amazing when you have this or um. I gotta find the other one. It is inspiring statuary, uh, three colorless artifact. Non-artifact spells you control or you cast have improvised, mm. um, and so what th- those like those two things are tapping your artifacts, right? With lattice permanents that you have are artifacts, not cards in your hand unless they're actually artifacts. So something like by forest can you can tap everything in play with lattice because it's an artifact to make X huge, right? And so it, that works with earthquake effects. Like any X spell gets really, really big with inspiring statuary or all of your permanents become removal with aether grid because just being able to tap them to deal one damage to any target and all of this gets, and then aether grid gets really good with unwinding clock because mm. then you get to do that every turn. So, question for you: If Mycosynth Lattice is one of your most important cards in this, do you have a way to tutor it up? Even though we don't do tutors very often, but if this yeah. is your your main key piece to this deck, it seems like something you need to kind of try to find. So, do you have? I agree. I agree. Certain ways to bring this guy out. I definitely cut just everything that was going to go find it. Oh, did you? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's that's kind of what we do, you know, that we make it so it's more random. So that's good. But yeah. I, was, I wasn't sure if... I, I think there's enough other pieces here because you do have a lot of draw stuff too. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm hoping. Like, I cut the tutors for more draw and I'm just hoping that I'm able to get there. Like, Lattice isn't necessity. It just makes things so much better. Right? And then it's just a one-shot kind of going at one person or everybody, but you have the spells that yeah. can just wipe out, wipe the board. Well, because even with, okay. So again, Mycosynth Lattice with Vandal Blast wins you the game mm-hmm. because it destroys all of their artifacts, which everything's an artifact. They have nothing. Yeah. You win the game after that. Um, but one of the cards that I didn't put in here, that is an auto lock uh, with Lattice is there's Karn, the great creator from War of the Spark. Mm-hmm. And that means all, all artifact 
abilities of your opponents can't be activated. So uh, people's lands couldn't so, be tapped. It'd be, it'd be such a dick. <laughs> but the problem problem there is is Karn is only good with Lattice. Yeah. Right. These other cards that I'm mentioning just become way better with Lattice. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm going for like consistency rather than just straight up lockout. Yeah, because that would be straight up lockout. Like there would be yeah. nothing anybody could do. Yeah. Because and, and unless, unless there's enough board presence and then they're able to kill Karn with like creatures oh, that I can't block. Yeah. I mean, it's but again, having a dead card in hand, I, I've never enjoyed it, along with being like just a really dickhead card. Yeah. <laughs> that was um, more of what I was like, Ugh. <laughs> but you like to be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, there's there's plenty of dickhead cards in here. You already mentioned the Hellkite Tyrant, right? Mm-hmm. I, I If I am able to attack somebody and deal them damage while Lattice is on the battlefield, I get to steal all of their permanents. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. And probably win the game during my next upkeep. Yeah, that's... I mean, even if you didn't have Lattice, Hellkite is a pretty good card. Like, just yeah. taking everybody's yep. mono... You know, that person's mono rocks or whatever. It's a pretty... And gr- again... And and another card that's going to interact really well with Lattice here, and I don't know if you caught this card in here, Treasure Nabber. Oh, because then everything is, yeah, artifacts, and yeah. I get to take all the land that is tapped. Yeah, whenever an opponent taps in an artifact. Oh, yeah, that's pretty funny. So that super ramps me. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about Treasure Nabber in that that regard. No, I had uh, another goblin that I was. I, I haven't seen used a lot was the slow bad goblin tinkerer. That one I thought was pretty interesting. The sacrifice and artifact to, I thought it was interesting because you were being able to sacrifice a treasure token to protect your other stuff. Not mm-hmm. even thinking about mycosynth lattice with that, but that, that ability is kind of, it's like almost like protection in a way you have an extra protection thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then, so yeah, sacrificing the artifacts again, if you're taking um artifacts from treasure nabber or the uh hellkite tyrant that just gives you fodder to be able to um sacrifice artifacts and protect your stuff mm. but also like you're saying i'm using those treasure tokens not necessarily the for mana right mm. it's it's their sacrifice fodder as well mm-hmm. and so and of you course can you easily have treasure map in here which you need to have and then you can use those treasure tokens as draw like that has to be in this deck yeah. Uh, yeah. One I thought was interesting was Koth of the Hammer. So where do you use? Where does this guy fit in? Uh, he's mono red. <laughs> this is, this <laughs> okay. is admitting admittingly the the one card. There there are multiple cards in mono red where I'm like, I want it in here. I want it in here. Mm-hmm. I want it in here, and slowly cut. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the the reason why I kind of kept it in here was um, it is some big time ramp. Mm-hmm. Because you can minus two it and add red for each mountain that you control. For sure. So that can be some big stuff. But also the minus five, you're allowed to tap mana or a mountain, and then it can deal one damage to creature or player. So late game is pretty nice. Yeah, I feel like it's very similar to the Aether Grid we were mm-hmm. talking about. Um, and also, again, if they're artifacts and if you have Unwinding Clock, you're able to do that every turn. Yeah. Would you use the first one? So that's where I, I that's why I had this one written because I was like, is he doing the plus one to make his mountain a four four and then killing it to get the 
treasure token. I was like, that's a lot to kill your mountain. Yeah, no, no. It's more like just if I get to ramp and untap it or just adding the loyalty counter, you know, hopefully there aren't a lot of like creatures that my opponents have. And so maybe I can bash in for the 4-4. That admittingly, like this one is, I think it's going to be good, but it's questionable. So... The Day of Dragons, I think we've kind of already gone over for the most part, because that is your Mycosynth Lattice, and you also have your Hellkite Tyrant. Is there any other angles uh, that this deck has for winning the game? Um, I Again, I really like value engines, and so just like cards like uh, Pia's Revolution or Scrap Trawler. Is that the right one? Scrap that's the one where you're bringing back stuff when it something smaller. Yeah. Whenever uh, uh, it or another artifact you control is put in the graveyard, uh, return to your hand target artifact card uh, with from your graveyard with lesser converted mana cost. Um. Mm, no, I think that's about it for game enders. He has revelations or, or uh, your revolution is pretty interesting though. That is a cool card. Uh, the only problem I was seeing was it said whenever a non-token artifact. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that doesn't work for your your treasure tokens. Um, so, but yeah. you're you're more talking about your other artifact. You do have a few artifacts yeah. in here that you kind of want to sacrifice them. So I kind of like that aspect because you have the, and you're the only one I ever see. I've never used the card, but you've used this in multiple times. You used the what is it, Ichor Wellspring? Oh, Icar Wellspring. Icar, and then yeah. What's the other one? Uh, uh, Mycosynth Wellspring. Wellspring. Yeah. Do so you... those those are definitely just value based artifacts. Um, when Mycosynth Wellspring comes into play, uh, you get to go and search for a basic land, put it in your hand, and if it dies, you get to do the same thing. And then Icar Wellspring is you draw a card, and when it dies, you draw a card. Um, you know, and you have Goblin Welder, Goblin Engineer, Trash for Treasure, mm-hmm. uh, Doretti in here, and so these things easily get sacrificed and again they kind of worked with they work well with the inspiring statuary because you can tap them for mana um and then they're easy to you know you you want more artifacts in play for aether grid uh and some of these things and just having a uh, artifacts in play help with gadrak being able to attack Mm -hmm. right and so one thing on the discord hemi and ted were kind of talking about stuff and there's a couple of times where they suggested cards that I can sacrifice to draw a card. I was like, ah. and I started finding cards that allowed me when they came into play and stayed, I draw a card and that ends up, I think working better for the deck because so like Arkham's Astrolab yep. is, comes into play, draw a card. That's all it's there for is just to draw me a card for super cheap and it allows me to sacrifice it or tap it or just be that extra artifact for Gatorak to get out early mm-hmm. and attack. Um, and so that's something uh, that I think is was ended up being really important, just being super cheap draw and mono red. This card or this deck tends to just have cards in hand. Um, Which is surprising card. for a red deck. <laughs> and for how low your CMC is. 
Yeah, it says that on here on tapped out, it says that it's 2.0. I don't, I think it's the, we, I think there's a glitch because I think you saw yeah. it earlier and it was 2.92. And then I was like, Which oh, dude, it's more says likely. 2.0. Yeah, because I'm looking at the CMC of stuff and there is a lot of one, two, but there's a, there's a handful, quite a few that are over that, quite a bit higher. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. of your favorites that you do use is the, the archive. What is it? Alzheimer's archive? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Al Al Hammerat's archive. <laughs> so again, this is this card is. Re- we we were talking about Teferi's Ageless Insight last week about like drawing any card beyond the first. You get to draw two, mm-hmm. and how good that was. Which and I by going, the way, like, I picked up a bunch of those. Nice. <laughs> we should have picked up freaking Teferi like we had said we were gonna do because that card jumped up like 20, 30 bucks. Anyways, go ahead. And we didn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so but I was like the archive is the same thing. Whenever you draw that extra card beyond the first, you get to draw more cards. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this is, you know, um, it kind of started out and I had a lot more of the like draw cards, discard or discard cards and draw cards. And then this, those tend to just like stay even or have you actually lose cards. They're just better selection. Um, but what the archive here, it just like, Faithless looting starts turns into draw four cards, discard two, right? Sacrifice or having it's the much better, yeah. Um, having Icar Wellspring come into play is pay two for an artifact coming into play, draw two cards, sacrificing a treasure to the uh, to that land that flips or treasure map draws you two cards. Like it just makes things really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have Shadow Spear in here, which draw or gains me life. <laughs> yeah. It gains me life and the archive doubles, doubles that it, life. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so it just kind of works there. There's another card in here that gains me life too. Uh um sort of shadow. Uh, light and shadow. Light and shadow. Yeah. So that also gained, you know, instead of three life, I gained six life. Yeah. And um it just kind of fit. It just worked really well. And it it's almost the card that I go after before uh Michael Synth Lattice. So when Mycosynth Lattice is out, we just know we have to kill you because otherwise it's going to be game over. Yeah, you got to start working towards it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Skull Clamp is really, really good in here um, because I am sacrificing and having ground creatures die pretty easy. Um, so just drawing those two cards is really, really nice. We I'm have... surprised you haven't, haven't mentioned the Snow Mountains. Well, I thought it was funny when you text me. You're like, do you have any... Do you have any spam snow covered <laughs> mountains? It's like, oh, who needs those snow mountains? But I see you're using that uh, for your the one card basically, the uh, Astrolab, uh, isn't it? Isn't that there's, the only? There's two others. So there's Arkham's Astrolab, sure. Yeah, um, so there's way. Scrying Sheets, which is a land. Oh yeah, that, the land. I kind of skipped um, your lands when I was going through the deck. Yeah. I just looked at everything else. So you can pay a snow on a colorless tap it. Look at the top card of your library. If it's a snow, you may reveal it and put it in your hand. So you're looking for, or, yeah, you're able to dig for lands. That's just like a extra draw away. Um, but the other one that isn't as oh. obvious is what? that the uh, the enchantment. Mm-mm. No, never mind. I'm not seeing it. Going through really it quick. Is I'll let you do your deal. There, there were two cards that I cut. There's a dragon from Cold Snap that you can pay snow to colorless tap a creature and it stays tapped and i was like well i'm going for killing creatures so this is not good and then there's also like uh, uh 
something from uh, Ice Age, something crevices where you can sacrifice a snow-covered mountain and it uh, stops all combat damage from creatures that turn. And again, I, don't, I, I was don't like, see what the other one is. What's the other one? All right, extra planar lens. Oh, that's back there. Yep. So that's an artifact, three colorless. It has imprint. So when it comes into play, you remove target land you control from the game. And then whenever a land with the same name as the imprinted card is tapped for mana, its controller adds one mana of his or her to mana pool that type that land produced. So you're making it so that other people can't take advantage of mountains exactly. being tapped because it's and I got this. Covered. I got this idea from over on the uh, CMD Tower Discord because okay. they were talking about islands. And I was like, no, that's amazing in this deck too. Um, and so monocolored, you know, if you don't have a lot of snow covered lands in your meta, this is a great way to get that boost because it's only three mana to double your mountains. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And so when this card comes down, things speed up a lot. Huh. I don't have any snow covered. Sorry, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right that's whoops all right. i'll use i'll use my uh uh ice age version and my cold snap version oh, and the ugly. yeah it'll be ugly Gross. you'll be you'll regret it <laughs> you will suffer <laughs> um yeah so like that one is a really really cool because like i had um what's what's the one that it's six mana comes into play gives choose a color doubles your mana from that and then plus one plus one to those creatures oh you're talking about uh miri's what you call it no miri's wake no not no not miri's wake um it's just colorless artifacts oh. for six mana it you know it's pretty common but i just uh i was like looking at it i'm like i got dragons I don't need and and a bunch of artifact creatures that wouldn't get pumped anyway. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dragons don't need. To oh, get it's the sun cage. No, there's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah cage sun. sun. Yeah, cage, cage sun. sun. It's the one with the dragon, like in a little ball, like a gold ball or something like that. I don't think I've ever noticed it was a dragon. I think it is. I'll have to check that out. What is it called I again? Just, it's sun cage. What? Cage caged sun. Caged sun. I just figured it was a a sun in a cage. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like a. Oh, maybe I just assumed Very it was a literal. dragon. Yeah, it might not be a dragon. It just <laughs> is a ball of yeah. Ball. Okay, in my mind, every time I saw that card, it was the dragon that was being encaged in this little sun thing. Okay, yeah, cool story, Hansel. <laughs> so, is there anything else that pops out to you with this? Then, anything else I, that we should know? It's still oh, okay. So you do draw a bunch of cards in here, and again, I'll talk about tectonic reformation. And that gives all your lands cycling for red. Yeah. This card is just, I'm really high on this card. That's the one I, I, I was thinking fantastic. you were talking about before. Yeah. No, I like that card a lot. I think it is fantastic. If you're drawing a lot of cards and you keep filling up your hand, you can't play your lands enough. I, I even like, and again, I, or you get I it early was, game and you don't want to, you need to draw cycle it out of there. Don't even play it. Yep. Yeah. And, and again, like if you have the archive in play, it's red. Discard a land. Draw two cards. Like the it gets bonkers. But even like I have a Crucible of Worlds in here to be able to discard, draw a card, and play that land back into play anyway. Mm-hmm. If if you get that, and if not, generally in this deck you have enough uh, lands anyway. Yeah, I did that um, card. 
a cool little thing. Karn, Scion of Urza. Do you know how badass that is with Mycosynth Lattice? Why is that? Because you get the minus to it, create the zero zero that has plus one plus one for each uh, artifact. So you everything's huge. Or that thing's yeah. huge. Yeah. It's so big. But even still, but, like its other abilities are pretty good with this as well. Yeah. And you still like even if you do it and you create like a six six seven seven, but if you have lattice in play, it becomes like a fifteen. Yeah. Right. So it they can they can be beaters either way. And and then it's just card draw mm-hmm. or card advantage. For the plus and minus. Yeah. So I don't uh I don't dislike that. One little thing I wish I kind of dug a little bit deeper on is the evoke. So I have spite bellows. Yep, and I have there, yeah. did you see those? Oh, I saw spite bellows. So you're using that that's a good idea because it comes in and then you're sacrificing it. Yeah. And so spite bellows is evoke it it leaves play deals six damage to a creature if you have gadrak in play you're getting two treasure tokens off that either way ingature is one red to destroy an artifact you'll get you know that it's an easy trigger off of that Mm -hmm. um i just those are two that i use and like i wish i would have maybe dug a little bit deeper on evoke to see what i could do with it Um, it's not too late larry not too late (laughs) Yeah. And so, yeah, Goblin Welder is an all-star in any deck that it wants to be in. Fell down on the third bath is ridiculous. Oh, I know one card I wanted you to talk about. Um, Soul Ring. No, I'm just kidding. Shut <laughs> your mouth. <laughs> why do you have that in there? Please. How does that, why does it fit in here? It doesn't make any sense to me. It's just silly. It doesn't fit in the theme. Well, it's an artifact. Well, it gives you mana. What? It doesn't work at all. No. Burnished Heart is is a solid card in like non green decks. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's three colorless two two pay three sacrifice. Burn. Oh, it works perfect for in here. Plans. Cause you just do it on your turn and get your two land and then also get a treasure token with it. Get a treasure token, but also the reanimation part is bringing it back. Um, so just like filled in a third path or a goblin welder or engineer, bring them back and easily just go back and forth and you can just ramp like crazy with this thing. Mm-hmm. And again, you're getting the treasure token off of it. Yeah. So I think it's especially good in this deck. It's it's a pretty good de- uh, card in general. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. Oh, I did find a tutor. Uh, Inventor's Fair yeah. is a land. But that's on a land. I like Inventor's Fair a lot, especially when yeah. you're playing a heavy artifact deck. Yeah. I get to, The best part is just gaining one life each upkeep, mm-hmm. right? That's so good. Gives you land, gives you life, and then potentially tutors for stuff. You got to get rid of it, but that's why I'm <laughs> like, it, Inventor's Fair is a good card. I specced on, or I picked up uh, foils of those guys. And so I don't, I actually don't have a lot of fetches in here. What? Um, yeah, but again, I have you really lands don't. that kind of sacrifice got themselves. Passage in here, though, that's good. But yeah, I do. I have uh, Vista in here and then i have like terramorphic and the other one the really cheap one but having the uh cycling ability on it there's a couple of them that sacrifice themselves like buried ruin and inventor's fair like it it makes crucible world just kind of work in here along with cards that have you draw cards and discard cards and stuff like that Mm. so i think crucible is a, a pretty solid uh bet in here as well sweet so 
I, I'm I'm excited for the deck. It it feels like it ramps and draws like crazy. I just don't know if I do enough of like of a threat thing. You're always so a threat, it'll be Larry. it'll be interesting to see. Did you throw it on the cock yet? No, I I got the list up like like two right hours when you ago. text me and it said hey yeah. it's up and I'm like oh shit okay I gotta it's look up. at this. I just I finished putting it. Up. Yeah. Yep. All right. So uh, you gotta put this on there. We'll we'll see if I get to this. Sweet. I, I think I think it's gonna be cool. Um, I I do I do like artifact reanimation style decks. Mm-hmm. That's what my Breo was. Um, that's what my Sahili. It's interesting because you're doing was. you're doing mono red with that. You know, normally it's like a mix with blue and red and yeah, but just it was mono for sure red. a lot tougher. Yeah, I was gonna say that's 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 some tough nuts to deal with right there. Because because the blue added always gives you like really good draw mm-hmm. and so this mono red where you're just like Ugh. you know i don't really like mind's eye but it probably fits in here yeah. and it's in here but like that's something that i might cut because i think i i added it in and um i had hoarding dragon in there beforehand which is when it comes into play go search for an artifact and exile it when dragon leaves you get to put Love that, that in your hand, yep. that artifact. So I really like that card, and it probably fits in here, but as that tutor thing of just like, ah, I don't really don't want that. But yeah. in the end, it took out another threat. But it and it's another dragon like, that kind of works with stuff. That might be something to think about. Putting it back in. See, but I don't mind those. You know, I played with I played with that one in the Perforos one, you know, where it's it has another step to get your tutor. You know, it's not just like demonic tutor you know <laughs> all right i'm searching yeah. for whatever up oh, i'm searching for that combo yeah. piece it's like all right i have to kill this which i also benefits me because gadrak gets that and i'm actually getting this other piece mycosynth lattice which will come out and play yeah and- i don't have a lot of ways to get rid of my flyers and so it's just like goblin bombardment and high market i think those are the only two ways to sacrifice creatures yeah so then in it- here there's a lot more ways to sacrifice artifacts yeah, and so it yeah. just it it felt like I was going and searching for something really good, going, ah, I'm going to get this, and then, and then never getting it. <laughs> asking no. everybody else, can you just kill my? Can, can you kill my four four dragon, please? <laughs> just attack. Why is he I'll... telling me to kill something that's that big? <laughs> he wants to do something bad. And so maybe maybe the idea that I should almost do with it is, if I have a, a sack outlet, then do it, and if not, then go find like a utility piece so i dig it sweet dude well we are at an hour and 20 minutes almost shit see that's what happens when we add a second segment (laughs) well i didn't want to tell you before we started uh the uh, spotlight deck that we were at 45 minutes (laughs) really yeah Even we even stole each other's like three times on the top five. <laughs> and another thing about this cast, uh, and this is so cliche of everybody doing the Zoom thing and COVID and all that stuff, but you can see me in video. I did this in my boxers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just flipped over to video and <laughs> oh, saw, saw my just your boxers. <laughs> That's great. That's great. It's like I'm gonna do this. I was g- gonna get pants, and I was like why (laughs) why 
it's 11 well now it's midnight and i was like it's midnight now yeah my neighbors yeah. aren't even home across the street so whatever cindy's the only one and she's on the couch that can see me on uh, in my boxers so oh, we're all that's good that's not a problem that's <laughs> not a problem all right well we should probably wrap this up uh what do we got next week well let's not say that yet because i don't know if i'm gonna get it done i should be able to get mine done well i think next week we're gonna talk about jumpstart oh yes. i think we're just gonna go over the cards probably the new ones maybe quick over the reprints like officially mm. even uh, though it's been out we're just gonna kind of maybe break it down of the good ones i think there's some cool cards yeah. i'm i'm excited for it could probably do maybe we do a top 10 uh reprints and top 10 which is gonna be like all the mythics and rares <laughs> it's gonna be a really easy list there and then top 10 cards or something i don't know well, we'll i don't know. yeah we'll have to figure that out we'll, we'll talk in text more than people know <laughs> I mean, they probably know we text and talk a lot. <laughs> Not talk it's very much. A it's good more guess. texting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that should do it for this week. We will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. Sega. I almost do the Sega thing in the Sia part, so that's why the Sega comes yeah, in. Yeah, no, I understand. I, I hear it. Sega. Like, Sega. Sega. No, I'm not, I'm <laughs> I not like, going like, that's like fucking Adam trying to get the last word in. <laughs> <laughs>